Welcome back to Boy Band Break, where we encourage you to take a break from your day and join us in some boy band conversation. As always, my name's Diane. I'm Chinzia. I'm Sophia. And Mama Lou is not joining us um, today. Sorry, she's taking a little bit of a break for now, so hopefully she'll be back and joining us soon. So we love you, Mama Lou, and come back whenever you are available. So there you go. Yes, indeed. So, uh, happy Mother's Day. Happy yes. Mother's Day, yes. Yes, to our moms, yeah. happy Mother's Day. We are our Call topic us today. She listens. Yes. My mom is Greek, so she doesn't really listen, but in that spirit, you know? You know what? Supports your daughters and spirits. Yes. So thank you for giving birth to us. <laughs> yes. And happy Mother's Day to all the boy band moms. And thank you for yes. giving birth to them. Yes. And yes. And if you are a listener and you are a mom, Happy Mother's Day to you as well. So there you go. Shout out to all the moms. See? Perfect. Um, our topic today has nothing to do with Mother's Day, but it is Mother's Day. <laughs> no, it is not. So. If you want to go back, last year we did a fun Mother's Day one uh, where we had our moms oh. on. Yes, yes, we did. But yes. uh, this one will be the equally as fun, but stories. yeah, not as... Mother's Day. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just out of my ass. We're recording this on a Friday night. You know, Friday. Uh, it's Friday, Friday. But this, this is, is how we do Sunday. it. Okay, guys, we're loopy. That's fine. Wow, is that different than anything? Welcome back I, to any of our new <laughs> listeners. Welcome for the first time for anyone who's listening for first time. And shout out to all the people. Wait, did you just say welcome back to the I new listeners and then welcome to any new listeners? I thought you wouldn't pick up on that. So welcome back to all of our existing <laughs> listeners who we love and adore. And welcome to the new ones. So, yes. That's um, wonderful. Just a reminder that we had that contest a few uh, weeks ago. So we have picked the winners of the pins. We've on YouTube. So if you can send us your mailing addresses, we will. Because you did a live, them. right? You guys did a live. We did a live. So just if you missed that live, the people who won the InSync pins were Gripet2715, Kelly Jess Furman, and InSync Christine. And then for the Backstreet Boys pins, Marie-Claude Gagnon, uh, Maria Jimenez, and Elaine Tor Torquati. So congratulations to all of you. And stay tuned because we will be having more contests as the summer goes on. So make sure you subscribe to our channel, Boy Band Break, and we are everywhere. We have a link tree. Literally. In our so, bio. Facebook, so check Twitter, it out. Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you can listen. And to a coffee. Yes, we have that as well. So there you go. So thank you for joining us. And we're going to go back in time today. Diane, what are we going to talk about today? Ooh. I know. I was trying to remember. I was stalling because I was trying to remember why we decided to do this. And I can't really remember. I think that um, we haven't done it before. In last week's episode, which we, if you go back to last week, we did uh, album review of the Backstreet Boys 
album in a world in a world like this in Kevin's voice. Yeah, and in that we discussed that we were doing that because it was the ten year anniversary of Kevin coming back to the band. Yes, and then we were discussing that. Oh, they also made a documentary around that time, and right. that's where it came into play. And then we realized, oh. That was actually well before we started the podcast. We never actually talked about our experience with this documentary. Yes. I'm sure we've talked about our experience. Well, okay, we've talked we've about... We've never had a dedicated episode to the documentary, correct? That's so true, yes. Dedication. There we go. Because we go off on a million tangents, so I'm sorry. If you've listened to every single episode, first of all, you deserve some kind of prize. Second of all... You're a star. Uh, Sorry if you've heard a lot of these stories before. <laughs> yes. So you know what? You know what? They, there's a lot. We, there's a lot of talking done. So sometimes people don't listen to all the episodes, and then they miss out on That's some stories. That's true. That's true. Maybe you just know now because you know. That's right. It is what it is. So uh, we are talking about the Backstreet Boys documentary. Show them what you're made of. Okay. Show them what you're made of. Sorry. Yes. So I'm just going to do a very quick uh, Wikipedia synopsis, and then we're going to actually talk about it and maybe talk about our experiences and things like that. Does that sound good, guys? Yeah, that's great. Sure. All right. So Backstreet Boys, show them what you're, show them what you're made of, is a 2015 American documentary film about the career of the American vocal... Why, do they, why is this important? Uh, vocal group Backstreet Boys. Released well... Well... If they weren't American, you would probably think it's important. Yes, that's true. That's true. But I feel like most people know. But, you know. Um, released on January 30th, 2015 in the U.S. And was released February 26, 2015 in the U.K. and Europe. March 28th, 2015 for the rest of the world. It was directed by Stephen Kajak. The film was shot over a span of two years and chronicles their entire career journey up to the making of their 2013 album in a world like this and throughout the subsequent world tour supporting it. Okay. So brief synopsis here. Uh, so this is a quote from Brian and it says from 1999 to about 2002, we were the biggest band in the world. No one thought it was going to be as big as it was. And then it just stopped. Dun, dun, dun. What do you do when you're a full grown man in a boy band? So it says the film opens with scenes of the group living together in a house in London, just the five of them without families, wives, or kids as they work towards their 20th anniversary album like this. Shots of them working together, hanging out together, playing soccer, going shopping, hiking a mountain. We're interwoven together with clips of individual members talking about their history. The film then shows Brian Littrell going to therapy for his ailment, reveals he was diagnosed with vocal cord dysphonia and a neurological problem called Estonia. Throughout the film, the entire group goes to each other's hometowns, visiting their old church, schools, teachers. Kevin Richardson recounts the time leading up to his father's death and shows his bandmates the church where he used to spend his time growing up. Howie D brings his bandmates to his old house and tells about the time their backyard was overrun with rabbits and was ordered by his father to kill them, which he failed mm. to do. Uh, I don't know. I guess we're going to be talking. Anyways, the group also visits Nick's old elementary school and dance school where he breaks down and cries, remembering how performing was a way for him to escape the negativity in his home where his parents used to fight all the time. Mm. AJ also visits his old school and met with his teachers, proceeds to recite a theatrical monologue he used to perform as a kid. Literal 
visits his old school, met with his singing teacher, who was the first person to discover his talent. He also brings his bandmates to visit his church, where he proceeds to sit down at the altar and sings and admits his voice problem is a struggle. The group members also express their disappointment in Lou Pearlman, uh, the man who put them together and subsequently created their rival in sync. They also talk about how he robbed them of their money and how badly they were treated later on. They visit his mansion, now stripped bare by the IRS since his time in jail and was paid back to all the people he had scammed. It also features many old clips of the group rehearsing and performing in their early days before they'd gotten a recording contract in 1994. They had been touring schools across the U.S. and then found success in Europe and released their debut album, which was never released in the U.S. So there you go. Now that you've told the synopsis, the episode is over. You may all leave. <laughs> all right. Shortest episode ever. Well... Uh, so yeah, so kind of, I mean, at this point, I feel like if you're a Backstreet Boys fan and probably even if you're not, yeah, but you're like mildly interested in them, you've seen this movie. So they probably, you probably don't need a synopsis. True. Uh, what people I think want to hear is what's your opinion on this movie? What are your thoughts? What were your feelings? Yes. And yes. as Shinsuya mentioned, what were your experiences seeing this movie for the first time? If you did so. Yeah, yes. so were you able to make it out to one of the mini screenings? So I was checking my email and there was this thing um, called Tug. I'm sorry that I keep scratching my nose. I am very itchy right now. Sorry, it has nothing to do with this. If you're not watching us, you don't know. Um, so anyway, so they released the movie originally they were going to release it in a bunch of theaters but they are privately like owned theaters and you had to buy so many tickets or else the release was not happening so we're looking and they had no canadian dates at all whatsoever so we're like okay maybe they'll add canada soon whatever they're like oh yeah it's gonna be released internationally all this stuff so the one country that kept coming up and selling what was Gibraltar. So that became like our thing. We're like, Gibraltar is having a screening, but Canada is not. And at the time we were unaware if it was actually, like if the boys were gonna go to all the screenings and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that made us a little more annoyed, but then we realized, okay, they're not doing that. And they announced the LA one and they were just doing LA. And then the other ones were just gonna get the movie. Um, and then it also, for the UK one, which came out in February 26th, they actually did a live broadcast um, of them mm -hmm. performing. And then the movie played afterwards. And I believe it was in some theaters. Like there was a whole bunch of theaters that could watch it at that time. So um, yes, yeah. so the US premiere, which is- Oh, the they also showed a clip at the 20th anniversary- Yes, that's celebration. right. Celebration, oh, yeah. That but we couldn't cool. see it because it wasn't shown anywhere yet. Was so it at the 20th anniversary or was it on the 2014 cruise? No. They or was it no. the thing that Janae was at? Yes. Was that their star thing? No, that was a celebration that we watched. That would have been in 2013, though. So, yeah. So, okay. So, it was like oh, okay. a new thing. I think it was a cruise. I think it was a 2014 cruise. I remember that watching you're thinking something of. and they cut it out because we weren't allowed to watch it. Yes. It was the 20th anniversary. They, they did show a little bit on the cruise afterwards. I yeah. I think it was both, actually. Yeah. Well, maybe it was both. I don't know. I don't remember like, the other thing, but I remember that they showed some so of the So I remember it was a live thing we were watching and the boys were talking and singing and stuff like that. They're like, now we're going to show you this. 
then they cut the feed and we're like yeah the screen was black the whole time we're like is there something wrong with this and then howie popped up and he's all like sorry guys we can't show this i'm just gonna talk you could kind of hear it muffled in the background but you couldn't see what was going on because yeah. I guess we didn't have the distribution rights for that. It was like I really annoying. I just remember being annoyed. Locked that out. And also, if I'm not mistaken, they were already mostly done filming. And this is this is how this came up last week. Is that then it was like mostly done filming, but then they decided they were going to do some more like Heaven's Return and film that, which is why they told us at when Kevin came back to that Good Morning America thing the day before. The rehearsal. We can't take our phones out because it's being filmed for the documentary, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't put any of that in there, mm. which was really annoying because we're like, oh, maybe we'll be in it. Um, oh, my God, we are in the movie, right? We're in the Might credits. Have... We're in the we're credits. In the end credits. Yes. And you can see you us can... very briefly because I have like a house. We have the signs up. Yes. Yes. Diane, were you in it as well or are you just kind of... I mean, in the theory, I was going to say, so the concert footage that you see in the movie was all filmed in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we we went into that show, there was all these signs like we're filming for, you know, you you, bypassing this sign, you consent to being in whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean... In that crowd footage, one of those heads is me. Uh, do you see my face in it? No. But you're there, so that but counts. I'm there. You're there, though. But I think you can vaguely see me and Sophia very blurryly with this, like, yes. anytime I saw a camera, I was like, look at me. Because I remember we watched it again at your house, and then you were like so close to the the TV and like pausing it every time to make sure that you right. saw us. Yeah, it's like frame by frame. I'm like, that's us. We're there. <laughs> yes. So I think they might have mixed two. I think it was Toronto and somebody another show. But yeah, um, I actually now that I think of it, it might have been like two or three different places. But like maybe Toronto and Chicago or something. I'm not. Gonna um. Definitely there. For, for sure, Toronto is one of the places that they took footage when they showed the the concert. And part. then during when they were doing the trailer, <laughs> we're in the trailer as well. Remember that? Yeah. That footage was never used because they took the GMA footage, and that was where I was dressed as a banana, and Sophia had a chicken on her head. Yeah, the chicken hat. Yes. So you could see us and also signs. You could see us in the background. So at all the shows, they had like the trailer of this like documentary. Like, there we are again, very briefly and very in the back. But we knew, man, we knew. Yeah, we were there. And that's all that mattered. That's all that matters. So um, anyways, so do we want to talk about the movie a bit then, I guess? Sophia, you said you wrote some notes. Do you want me to like, do we want to go like step by step of what's going on in the movie? Like, I don't know. Sure. I just okay. I don't know if you got we can do that and then we'll talk a bit about like our experience at like the premiere and all that stuff, right? Do you want to do that then? Sure. So what I wrote was like um it starts with a great Kevin quote. We had yes. some great pop songs and we sang the shit out of them. So I thought it was a good quote. I also um, wrote that down. So. Yes. Um and then the boys walk in the woods. 
Um, AJ is going slow up the up the woods because or up the hill because of his shitty knees. And then Brian like made a joke. Smoker. Yes, Brian made a joke. Did we lose AJ? Where's AJ? AJ's left the band. Uh, there was also one of them made some sort of comment. It might have been Nick saying that, like, yeah, in the beginning we were manufactured. Oh, the Pinocchio. Yes. And then Pinocchio turned into a real boy. And I was just like, this is really cheesy. But yeah, it's. Uh, Wait, well, that's Nick for you, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Um, Do you want yeah, me to so gonna, say more of the notes that I have? I was very sure. thorough, actually. Oh yes, but I just want to say first off that it was it was kind of like weird because it was kind of going back and forth between modern time and old time and the fact recording in London and then the hometown. So there was like a lot of jumpiness I felt to this documentary, which I guess most documentaries kind of are, right? It's not like a yes, like one part uh, they were singing the national anthem and then they cut to the boys fighting. Mm hmm. So then I was like, like interesting a lot of jumpiness for sure. Yeah. 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 If you want to go through your uh, thing. Okay. Um, so I put, uh, they said 99 to 2002, they were unstoppable, the biggest band in the world. And then out of nowhere, it stopped. And then Nick was talking, once you're over radio, will stop playing you. And then I wrote the same that you said, like the Pinocchio analogy. Yes. And then Kevin talks about leaving the group in 2006 because he was uninspired. He wasn't inspired anymore. He needed a break. Yes. Um, Nick's um, idea, it was, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, Nick, it was Nick's idea to go to, to London to record the album. Brian arrives first at the house in London. Okay. What and the whole point of this was that they didn't want any wives, girlfriends, or kids there. So I think at the time they were all no, AJ wasn't married yet either, right? Um, Nick I definitely think wasn't married. Most of them were except for Nick. Nick was definitely not married. Possibly. Yes. Yes. And Kevin and Brian had kids and stuff like that. So it was yes. one month. Let's get together, see if we can do this type thing. Yes. And then there was like Brian brings him tea and is like, don't get used to this. This is like a one time thing. And then AJ and Q, aw, AJ is showing so uh, the jacket. Yes, the Fast and Furious thing. So Q, for yes. those of you who are not um, Backstreet Boys fans or not know, Q was one of their security guards. Um, he wasn't always with AJ though, was he? Wasn't he with no. Nick at some point or was. I feel like he was with Nick from the beginning, and then it, and then he moved to AJ. Then he moved to AJ, and then he yes. ended up passing away during obviously the filming of this documentary. So it was kind yes. of the, it was dedicated to him. So we mm -hmm. met we've met Q a bunch of times, and he's lovely. He was like a really nice guy. So yes, miss him, miss seeing him at shows and stuff for sure. Rest in peace, Q. Okay, and, and um, his and wife yeah. was at the as well. Yes, um, and then I put uh, Kevin said so much has happened. They've been through so much in the twenty years. Um, 
now that he has returned, he wants to just enjoy music, making music, playing the songs at the concerts. Just wants to have a good time. Okay, and then it um, it showed like the jam session of them singing. Uh, the one song that they were singing was Kryptonite. And then uh, uh, Nick was okay. like, oh, they don't have a label now. No. Right? But it's Is a song that, that people about, like, want. Or something? I feel I like, like, like it's a it, I think it's two different songs. I think one is Kryptonite and one is Spotlight, or maybe they're the same and I just got it wrong. I don't know. What do you think, Dee? Does that sound familiar to you at all? Um, th there's two different songs. Yes. Okay. So one is Kryptonite that I heard. I okay. The one that everyone always talks about is called Spotlight. Yes. Okay. They've come out and said they're not releasing it. Um, but there yes. was one other song... Nobody really talks about it as much. I know people have mentioned it, but I don't think it like had as much of a cult following. As yeah, for sure. Yes. So um, I'm really bad with the unreleased songs. Like I yeah. know none of them. I know you guys have. I know all of them, but that's okay. Everyone has different types of fandom. All good. Yeah. But yeah, and I was listening to that. I was like, damn, this song is good, but I don't think they released it. I was like, they definitely did not. So they no. So there's my vote for Spotlight, guys. Yes. You don't care. And it's not coming. Might as well <laughs> release them all. Why not? Right? But yeah, I remember them saying they're not, they only uh, sang a little bit of it and they're not releasing it. Uh. Um, and then uh, Nick was saying like, oh, they don't have a label. So that's exciting for them this is their first time doing everything on their own. And then Howie was like, um, it's exciting, but also scary. And then Brian was like, oh, we were told what to do and say every time. Um, and now they want to make fan make music for the fans and for them. And that kind of thing. Yes. Do you have anything that you want to add to that? Is this one they went to... Uh, is this already, did we pass the part where they were talking about how, like when they first started, they were told to go on all these tours to the schools and stuff? Not and yet. No, not yet. Okay. All right. Continue on. Okay. Um, and then it was like, oh, AJ's the original first BSB -er. Um, AJ was the one that met Lou first, uh, made the group. Uh, they got paid like $75 per week. He still has his first check that was $75. And at that time, that's a lot of money. Do you feel that it was a photocopy of the check? Because once you cash the check, you no longer have the check. So it was like a symbolic $75. He said check. he never cashed it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and well, then they were... for a nap. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then Nick was like saying again how like he had the choice between uh, the Mickey Mouse Club, which was the fifty thousand dollar contract, or to be in BSB. Yeah. yeah. And then his mom gave him the decision at eleven years old, which he was saying like I don't know how it became my decision, but. Well, that's uh, in a way. we know how. Yes, we know how. But at the time, he's like, 
I'm actually surprised that his parents didn't encourage him to do the Mickey Mouse Club. Unless Lou was just like a really smooth talker and was like, oh, you're going to make him so much more and stuff like that. Like, because you possible. Like the quick money, the Disney money, right? So, but, you know, it's his life. So, I guess they thought like, oh, this is like a long term investment. So, it's good that he's went in that direction. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Would have been interesting though, because that class of the Mickey Mouse Club did have a lot of really big people. So he might still have made it into music. Maybe just That's as true. a Marvin Bank, who knows? But hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then oh, and then they're like going down like every boy was saying like Brian didn't want to be a Backstreet Boy. He wanted he just wanted to like sing in choir. Oh no, he wanted to be like um a basketball player or a football player? One of those two? I couldn't remember. I didn't really write that part down. I just wrote that he didn't want to be a backstreet boy. I feel like he was into basketball. Yeah. Oh, no, but then he went to the school and it was football, wasn't it? So Yeah, so that's why I was like, I don't recall, but it's one of those ones. Sports ball, not hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, then you had Kevin saying, like, he wanted to sing. Um, he wanted to perform. So that's, that was, like, his dream thing to do. So you have, like, different aspects from the boys. Some wanted to do it, and then some really didn't. But then it turned out okay for everyone. Definitely worked out in the end. Yes. Um, and then it was, like, they were driving to the warehouse. Um, apparently the old guys in the group didn't know, but AJ did. That was, like, that was like Nick's uh, joke in the van. Do you want to add anything there? No, I'm just yeah. No, okay. so they said they sweat their balls off in there, and it was yes. That's where they practice like twelve hours a day or something, and it was just yes. not air conditioned and like yeah. So yes, so yeah, so they're like reminiscing about getting together, bringing the man- magical sound together. Um, at first, it was Howie in the lead, but then when Brian came in, it was like Brian's sound was like the complete package so it completed the group the five harmony five part harmony group um and then like how he's a little bit like his feelings were hurt because he wanted to be the lead too so i remember feeling very sad in the movie theater listening to how we talk about how that came to be because um yeah because how he apparently was the lead singer in the band but then when they went to europe and they met with uh dennis pop Dennis Pop, Max Martin. And Max Martin, they had an entirely different sound. So Howie just kind of got like the shaft there. So he so you feel bad you feel bad for the guy. You feel but, bad, but also it was a good decision. But also if that didn't happen, right? Then the boys yeah. would have had the sound that they have, and then who knows where if they would have even come, right? So it's really hard to yes. um, to do there. Exactly. I have some note. Oh, it says something about AJ. Oh, well, whatever. Um, also, when they went to the school, that's what I was actually trying to look at. Because um, when, the, did you go to the Brian part yet? Is he at a school? Oh, no. So um, first they went to, so Brian goes to someone to help with his voice. It's Dr. Yes. Ellie. I think he said the name. I didn't write the name down, sorry. Um, and then, so his voice is his life. And then if you don't have the voice, it's hard to like really live kind of thing. Um, it was hard to talk about. Um, and then he was like saying what it was, vocal tension, dysphonia. And then they were like saying like it's tightening of the muscles around the vocal cords. 
and that causes the vocal cords not to work correctly. He's frustrated with that, um, and he just wants to be him again with his singing voice. And then because of that, that's causing him a lot of anxiety, and the anxiety is causing him not to be able to sing as well and stuff like that. So that causes some issues with the recording of this album as well because Brian is one of the main voices that normally sings. Um, Yeah, so... And then, like, and then they go to, like, um, talk about Lou's room slash house um, and all the, like, gadgets he had and everything. And there was, like, a Darth Vader mask. And that was at the time Howie was talking about how they, that was the first time he ever saw porn. Two girls kissing at one time. That was, like, his first time. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin was appreciative. At the end of the day, they would pull out the porn collection and watch it together. So, you know, what kind of bonding? Bonding, yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, having an ice-cold Coke out of a glass bottle is what Nick was very excited about, and yeah, so. Yeah, apparently that was the best Coke ever made at that time. Um, And then it said, like, Kevin was appreciative of being able to, like, quit both of his jobs at Disney, and he didn't have to worry about that anymore because he was in the boy band. And then they're, like, talking about going to a uh, hometown for their trips, for bonding purposes. Um, and then first up was Kevin going to a Cathedral, cathedral Domain Camp in Crystal, Kentucky. Sophia um, and I had the opportunity to go there, but it was, like, an hour and a half south of where we were. And I'm like, I am yeah. not driving anymore. Yes, we're know. like, yeah, we have no time. It's okay. We, so we had gone parts. to, I was trying to find the pictures of that, but I didn't find it. So we had gone to um, the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame induction ceremony when Brian and Kevin were inducted. And I want to say it was like 2015-ish. Yeah, I think it was around that time. Around that time. So we drove down there. I drove. It really hurt my, my foot. I didn't have my seat adjusted properly. And I don't have, I didn't have cruise control on my car. So it was just like a long ass drive. But um, we did go to Brian's high school, which I guess we're going to talk about later. Yes. I'll just just say it now. Well, it's Tate's Creek. Creek, And that's in Kentucky. Um, And we had gone to lunch with some girls that were fans. And they were just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. These are like the the monuments in the area. It's Brian's school. So we we did drive to Brian's school. And um, it was incredibly creepy for me because I was just like, it's, it was during the school day and there were students there and I'm like, I'm not going to get out of the car here because that's really weird. But like people were like going into the school and I'm like, Diane, you work at a school here in Canada. That's not something that happens. You're not allowed to do yeah, that. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. And it was just like, but I guess in the States, yeah, I don't know. This was also kind of, like, it, was just, yeah, it was just weird. I was like, go oh, like we had we had seen some other backstreet fans in the area as well, not the ones we went to lunch with, some other people, and we're like, Yeah, and they were like taking pictures and stuff, and I was just like, mm, feeling really weird and like pedophile. There was like I'm just a like, middle what? school and the high school the like school together. School. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't feel comfortable getting out either, but I just took a picture sure. in front of the school. Even that yeah, made me feel like, like a little bit creepy because I'm like I shouldn't really be doing this. No, but like, I, and I'm not judging anyone. If that's what you want to do and you want to take pictures there, whatever. I personally felt very uncomfortable there. So I didn't go. So, and then the next day was when the other girls were going down to Kevin's camp and we're just like, it's a long ass drive. And we have, yeah, to we decided we didn't want to direction. 
Like it was an hour and a half south. Then we'd have to come back that and then head up to Canada. So I'm like, that's an extra three hours of driving time. Ain't nobody got time for that. And it was a long drive anyways, because we also decided we were going to drive my grandmother to Ohio on the way down. So like, oh, we're going to drive through Ohio. That's fine. On the way to Kentucky. Not realizing that the part of Ohio that she went to also put us like three hours out of the way. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is like the never ending drive. So (sighs) maybe. But yeah, anyway, so it looked very beautiful in the movie where Kevin grew up at this. Yes. I, I don't really understand what it was. It was like a church retreat. Was like in it's the, like a campsite. The woods. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So then, uh, Kevin was talking about when his dad um, was passing away, and his family didn't want him to know that they were sick. So he's like, "Oh, your dad just had some stomach surgery, whatever." And then, but they never. Told oh, he him said that. stomach problems. And he's just like, "Oh, surgery. yeah." Yeah, sorry, sorry. So then he had come back to visit, and the dad hadn't, like, had been in bed for weeks. And he, like, didn't want Kevin to think he was sick or whatever. So he kind of, like, hobbled up to the front porch and he was standing there when Kevin showed up, right? So it was, like, a very, like, sad moment. And um, I remember being in a the theater wanting to, like, like break up the tension and crack a joke and then I looked over and guys were very sad and then I just felt like a complete asshole so I was just like I'm not saying anything at all because this is just a really incredibly sad moment right now so I'm just gonna not yeah so that was that was my take in the theater of that part so yes it was a sad moment because my dad had passed away so I was just like thinking back to that time yes and Diane's dad as well, I believe. So I was just like, okay. I, I don't. Like, I don't. I didn't say Diane because I don't know if she would like me to say that. So that's why I just said my dad. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yes. No, that's fine. I just um, respect everyone. That's all. It's. I just remember like everyone saying, uh, "Oh, in well. the first fifteen minutes or something, you're gonna like be crying. You better bring your tissues." Blah blah blah. And being the very cocky individual that I was at the time, also a person who doesn't normally cry in public, um, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to cry during the Backstreet Boys documentary. Sure, yeah, like, what's going to be so sad in there that I'm going to be crying? But I think if you've lived through that experience, like if you've literally had those exact same experiences that Kevin is describing and he's like so emotional when he's talking about it then um, of course you know it's gonna bring out a reaction in yourself so then yeah so and then and then it was just like then I was a fucking chump then it was like the floodgates had opened and I was just crying at everything after that Yes. Mm-hmm. So we came prepared again, as Diane said, in cocky fashion with uh, Kleenex that like the little travel tissues. And I had printed out stickers of the movie thing and put them on there. So we're just like, oh, yeah, like whatever. And then and then we're like, oh, we actually did need those. So, yeah, there you go. Yes. Felt like it, yeah. So it definitely had. Yeah. Because I was just like it's a movie about the boys. Like how possibly sad could this possibly be? Like I was certain I would not cry. I was like, Oh, everyone's just a wuss. Cause even at that thing, um, that we went to in New York, 
Um, yeah. This is how everyone, many. <laughs> everyone was like, oh, I cried when Kevin sang his part <laughs> that way and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, everyone, including you. Yes, I wasn't crying. I was just laying, like, what are you crying <laughs> about? Like, you know, like, yeah. deal. He's back. Who knew? Who knew? But like, I didn't cry. Who you knew know? it could be? That part could be so emotional when Kevin sings it. Um, I was just like, okay, this is a nice. Oh, I was very excited. Like it was like a. Oh, here comes Kevin's part. You know, but I wasn't like ah, like. Okay. You know, uh, many other people were, and that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, because at that thing before the GMA, Kevin teared up, and I was just yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. This is why we oh. cried. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not judging you. I'm just like not a person who, like, if I see someone crying, then I start crying. Yeah. I don't uh, know why that is, but I do that sometimes. It's a it, it's a very common thing. I am just dead inside. Anyways, uh, I, I cry more now that I'm older. I don't know. Um, but so hence why I was so cocky during this, and then I was like, okay, these people are just crying because they're gonna be like, oh, I love the Backstreet Boys so much. Oh, oh. Many people said that they cried when Nick cried, which is a spoiler alert because I, it's not a spoiler alert. This movie is seven years old. You've all seen it. Okay? Yeah, so later in the movie, crying. Nick is crying and everyone's like, oh, I started bawling at that part. I was like, I was crying at other things. I was like, no. I feel bad for him, but it didn't make me cry. But again, different life experience right like i it, it's hard for me given what i've been through in my life to relate to him at that point mm-hmm. um versus like i could relate to kevin one thousand percent so um obviously it's gonna you know create more of a reaction for sure yes exactly because you connect with it for sure Yes. Which is, I believe, the goal of a movie. Yes. Usually it is, yes. Connect with the audience and draw emotion. Yes. Sophia? Okay. Uh, so then Kevin was like saying how you said they lived year, year round at the property. Uh, they lived here until 1990. Um, and then, like, when he was talking about the problems and his dad passing, he was crying. Kevin is, like, a crier, which is understandable because that was very sad. Um, and then Howie hugged him and was like, I know how that, I know how that feels because Howie's dad also passed away from cancer as well. So I believe so, yeah. Yes. Um, and then he was, like, saying great memories living here, great family life. Um, he didn't have problems like usually some people do. Um, and he didn't, he had like so many good things to say about his childhood and with living with his two brothers. And the part that I found interesting, which I haven't really paid attention or cared or guess or whatever, is that Kevin is actually the youngest, right? Of his Yes. So he took on, he's the youngest child, whatever. But in the Backstreet Boys, he's the oldest. So he had to take on that 
older role. So it's kind of yes. like, like you she know, got the best of both worlds. Being the adult of the family, it's just. But so and weird. Nick is the reverse because Nick is the youngest one in the Backstreet Boys, but he's the oldest one of his siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Yeah. And then Kevin also like talked about his brothers, uh, Tim and Gerald. Um, and then it was like that area had the music was his window to the world. Um, and then he was saying like he didn't like staying there too much because he wanted to travel. But then because he got to do that in the 20 years with the Backstreet Boys, and then when he came back, he appreci- he appreciates mo- it more. Um, and he saw how like a special place it was and how many great memories it was. Yeah. And then now they're talking about uh, Johnny Wright and how they brought him in to be the manager. Well, Johnny Wright used to be with the new kids. Mm-hmm. And then Lou had met him or whatever, and he brought him in to be a manager. So. Yes. And then um, they went to the schools to get their name out there. This is where like, they went to SeaWorld. Uh, they sang a cappella at the high school. And then their like, power went out. So this is the um, famous story for sure. Yeah. So they had been traveling and they were at this one school. And nobody really cared and wanted to see them. And they were doing their thing. The PA system broke. They couldn't. And everyone starts booing them. Entire boo, you suck, blah blah. So then they were like, Should we give up? And then was it Brian? Brian, yeah. Brian's like, Whatever, we're just gonna sing. So then they just started singing a cappella, and then he's like, It could be like a pin could drop because now everybody was listening. How he was talking about how the girls went wild, and that was so cool. And like, I was, it was, it was very interesting, but essentially, that kind of solidified the fact that they're not just like a manufactured band, that they actually are a vocal harmony group and whatever and that kind of like was almost like the turning point for them at the school things and, to show like to turn a crowd over and stuff so yeah yeah and brian was saying like the, some of the guys in the crowd at first were like oh no you're bad but then went to them and were like no you guys are actually really good we really enjoyed your yeah we really enjoy your performance so they're like oh cool you know there you go they turned around the boys some of the boys at least yeah, and then uh, that's what set them apart from all the other bands. That's what they were saying here, um, and the same thing like they are a vocal harmony group, and that's okay. And then um, oh, and then they were talking about like Brian and Nick's bond in the beginning. They were like inseparable, um, and then how we talked about Kevin was the little brother in his family, and then he had basically four four little brothers in the Backstreet Boys. Um, and then they thought they were superstars, even though they went to different high schools and they're basically playing for free. They still thought they were rock stars. Um, yeah. And then now they're visiting. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know if that's in the documentary or not, but didn't the moms kind of start like some sort of like fan clubby thing or get them to sign up for like, I feel like, I don't know if that was, I don't know, maybe it could just be something else where there was like their their school bus, like, oh, you know, send them. No. Yeah, there was a scene in there. No, no, there was a scene in there where um, they had the, chil- the children or the teens in the school bus and they're like, oh, here's something. Do you want to sign up? So yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So continue. Go ahead, continue. No, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then they're like showing the merch that they were selling at the high school. Um, and then they and then uh, and then it shows like they're visiting Brian's high school at Tate's Creek High. Um, oh, and then um, so they're like doing uh, one of those like drills in in the school in the Wait, gym. Like, yeah, yeah, where like you have to go on top of somebody else's back and then run up and down the hill, and then that's how they got really sick and they were like puking. Um, and then AJ decides to do it with his bad knees. And then, yeah, it, he's like, it's good going down, but up is hard. Obviously. So, yeah, for sure. So then Brian was saying, like, this is a lot of great memories here, too. They really enjoyed that part, that time in their lives. Um, oh, and then this is where, like, Brian meets his old music teacher in the music room talking about his voice. Um, the music teacher said he would make lots of money off of it. Yes. And then, yeah, so. He was correct. Look at that. Yes. Smart man. Yep. See? Yes. And then Brian was singing in the church. Um, and then at the last note, um, kind of like cracked his voice, kind of cracked. So then he's like, some days it's there and some days it's not. Talking about his voice. But he was singing. He was singing. Yeah, heaven will be. Yeah, he was singing like heaven will be. Heaven will be. I don't know what the song was called, but something about heaven. Do you guys? Did you guys catch that the song title? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. I just yeah. Um, and then it goes to the twentieth anniversary tour rehearsals. Um, and I, I don't know why, but some of this part now, when I was watching it again, made me laugh. Um, because they get really pissy with each other. <laughs> um, like, yeah, the choreographers are like, um, yes, you're doing, you're working hard, but also you need to work harder <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which is and, hard to hear when you've done it like 15 times. And you're like, yeah. yeah. And then like Nick was like, oh, my neck, it hurts. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, and then, oh, and then they were talking about like how um, in the music in Orlando was not good. So when they met up with, um, when they signed with Drive Records in 95, they met up with Max Martin and Dennis Pop and went to Stockholm, Sweden and then that's when the sound like really exploded and they're like, yes, this is the music. That is awesome. Their signature style. So just like, you just have to get like the right producers and basically you'll have like good music is basically what they're saying. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that had a different sound from them. And then they released like, uh, we've got it going on. It did not do well in the U.S. So Johnny writes, like, why don't we go to Europe? Because at that time, radio was playing, like, Dr. Drake. Dr. Nirvana. Drake. Dr. Drake, Snoop Dogg, Nirvana, that kind of thing. Yes. So they go to Europe. They go to a big uh, festival over there. They're wearing their, like, USA jerseys and stuff. And there's, like, thousands of people. And then what they... Everybody else was lip syncing, but they were doing their actual 
singing aloud and stuff like that and that won over the crowd so i guess that um, show in germany is like all about the limb syncing so then they're like no we got to show them that we can actually sing yeah um and then yeah and then the, like the schedule was like very crazy at that time um they lived in germany like three years they, they were saying like they were there for so long that they had to they had uh, end up having uh, german girlfriends now this is the part where i was not expecting it at all so then they kevin was like oh this is how you say like i love you or something or nice to see you again or something and yeah nice to see you nice to see you yeah then kevin does another german phrase and i'm like oh okay and that phrase was will you give me a blow job everyone's like I, I think all of there. us were not expecting that because we're like, oh, okay. Not at all, especially not from Kevin. And we're all in here like, oh, like, what the hell? And half of us are laughing, half of us are shocked. It was just like, I'm like, there's children in this theater. <laughs> so I remember that was probably like the most surprising part of the documentary. Like, not that we're saying that they're saints and obviously, but they're, they're young teenage slash early 20 year olds obviously they're getting it on and stuff but it was just very entertaining to uh hear kevin say that so we're like okay well then good to know good to know yes um and then they're like talking about how like in europe they sold 14 million copies they were huge um but not in the u.s like they would go to airports in Europe and they would be mauled and then they would go back to the US and it would be like crickets. Nobody would even know who they were. That's true. Um, and then uh, this one is like AJ visits Del Rey Beach School. So he visits with his teacher. Um, the funniest part was like AJ remembering the monologue that he did as a kid. And he did like the butterfly and then Nick's like, Oh my gosh, he used to do this to get girls. I remember this. Yeah. So they all called him out on that. He's like, I would have called myself. It worked great. That's how I got my wife. And we're like, yeah, oh, I'm a nerd. So that's funny. It's like him in this like Britishy accent talking about a prince or something. You're like, okay, there. And then they sh- and then they showed him how they how he did it when he was younger as well. The little video. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they sang a cappella for the kids. They did two songs for them. Um, and then they're like talking about like how by 97 Canada loved them first. And then uh, and that's when we were like, yeah, woo! remember in the theater? It was hilarious because we loudly cheered for Canada. But the theater was silent. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're seeing this movie theater. It's like, all good. Yeah, sorry. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like the way that the theater was set up, it was like a main level, and then there was kind of like a few stairs up, and then an upper level. And the boys and their family were sitting in the upper level, and we were like on the lower level. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yes, let me see what else. Oh yeah, so then like the U.S. finally loved them too. Quit playing games. Um, went to number one. They finally got them. And then Kevin's like, um. That video, quit playing games with my heart video. That's not the first impression that I want to make. And then all of us were like, nah, that was the best first impression. It was a very good video. In the rain, shirts open, things like that. So Yes. So um, like a lot of people would disagree with Kevin that that was a good yes. video for them to release. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then they like took pictures and then I went to 
taking pictures with fans in London. I actually remember some familiar faces in that. I crowd. know. I remember that too. Cause I remember, cause we had met some of them, I believe on the cruises or something. Yeah. Online, And then we saw them. We're like, Oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm yeah. Like, like Helen. I think her name was Helen. Yes. Helen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then this one. Seeing them on Twitter, like in real time, posting. Yes. Outside the studio or the park yes. that they were in. Yeah. That too. Yes. Um, and then the spotlight singing session. And then like we were talking about, that's the song everyone wanted to hear in full. Yeah. Um, and then um, the cuts to, they have breakfast the first week that they're there in London. Brian is making breakfast for them. Um, they're talking about like how many songs they have so far. Um, at that time, they only had five songs and they're like, oh, that's not enough. We they seem like they're behind but like that's not bad five songs in one week i don't know how many songs like they thought that they could do i don't know but they still have like three or four weeks to go or something like that they're a month yeah yeah so i think they still have like three weeks so at least they tried five songs pretty good i think yeah yeah um yeah, and then how is oh, and then Howie was talking about how he was disappointed that he lost his leads, and then he spoke up during this time and was like, um, "I would appreciate it if I could get some leads as well during this time yeah. in the album." Way to be assertive, Howie. Good for you. Exactly. Buddy. Yes, and that Howie was able to record his takes in like two takes while other people were struggling yes. a bit. Yes. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, AJ was like outside smoking and he's like, you're already done? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, and then like Brian was singing Trust Me when he was kind of having trouble with the song. Um, and then Helen was talking to Howie and then Howie's like, I'm going to be on the, the album, not AJ. It's going to be all me. <laughs> Oh, oh, my gosh. And then um, they have, like, the group session of them singing Trust Me together, and they're doing the clapping, which Trust is me. fun in the song. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to Howie's visit to his neighborhood in Orlando, Florida. Um, they're outside and, of the um, house. Stay there sometimes um, because he had a crush on Howie's niece. And then Howie tells the story about how they had, they had bunnies and all these bunnies. Oh, wait. Yard, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And then down the street is when um, he kissed the niece. I was like, I don't know if that's important to the story, but I just would like to yes, share that. Uh, Nick had a kiss with Howie's niece. I'm wondering yes. if he still sees the niece ever. Probably. Who knows? I know. Awkward, but yes. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So then Howie had a whole bunch of bunnies. Uh, and then they kept multiplying, and then the dad's like, "Dude, we gotta kill these bunnies." And he's like, "Oh, oh my god, that was so funny!" Kill the moon bunny. So then he kind of like tried to kill the bunny, and it it kept hopping away, and how he couldn't do it. So his dad's like, "Oh, you're a disappointment. Get out of here." And then whatever, and then he couldn't eat them. So then they like killed them to eat them, and then how he couldn't eat it and was grossed out. So that was the. Bunny. And then Brian's like, "I live in Georgia, and I never had to scare them." <laughs> Yes, because they're they're saying how his dad's from Georgia, he's from like the backwoods, and that's why they just eat things like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there you go. And then um, it cuts. They're like sitting on the sidewalk or the road area. It looked like a sidewalk, whatever. Uh, talking about Brian's bleeding banana truck. They love talking about this story. 
that's where they heard like the first song on the radio it's a pickup truck then they also yes. talk about later on how they were leaving Lou's house once and Howie and Brian were with their girlfriends and they were like zooming down the road really fast and they got pulled over by the cops but they said they were coming from Lou Pearlman's house and they're like oh never mind continue on so that's how they knew like Lou was a big shot right so yeah yeah and then Howie's like not anymore his name doesn't cut it anymore <laughs> Well, not anymore at all because he has now passed away. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And then it cuts to like around 95. Uh, showed, so Lou apparently showed Kevin um, the video of NSYNC um, and how like Lou got another group together. told Kevin that he was behind NSYNC. So essentially right. it kind of goes into the fact that Lou made them their own competition and whatever. And yes. anytime the Backstreet Boys were willing to do something, NSYNC was there. So it was kind of like that's how the, the rivalry or whatever kind of came about. Yes. And I believe Johnny left them to go with NSYNC, correct? I think I think that's right, yes. Yeah. Um, and then, yes. Oh, and then they were talking about how, like, at that time in 98, they weren't making any money. And it was, like, strange for them because they had, like, toured so much. They were, like, selling out so many shows. Like, they didn't understand, like, how come they weren't making any money. So then that's when they brought on the lawsuit. Um, apparently, Lou was, like, a manager, one-sixth of a BSB. And then, like, recouping the $1 million that he put into the group. So it costs a lot of money um, to buy him out. <laughs> yeah. I think at one point, AJ said during that, that they paid like 27, $27 million to buy him out of the contract. And I was like, holy oh, shit. Really? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, so the, the lawsuit came about was Brian said that um, he went to him after rehearsal one night to make it right. Um, and he wouldn't do it. So that was the beginning of the end for Lou. And then we found out in 2007, the con man that he was, the Ponzi scheme that he did, he owed $300 million to everyone. It was he a was fall from grace. Yes, so we yes. all know the Incognito Johnson story. The fact, if you listen to any of our Lou Pearlman episodes, we go into quite detail about, like, um, we had the Lance documentary, the boy band con and stuff like that. But essentially... He was on the run. He ended up in Thailand, I believe, at a resort. The FBI were trying to find him. A German tourist took a picture and was like, hey, Lou per no, he said, hey, Lou Perlman's here. And they're like, hey, we don't believe you. And then he took a picture of him um, the one day. I think they had sent the FBI agents. And the FBI agents are in the picture as well, but at another table. Mm. Um, and didn't seem so eventually, they end up arresting Lou. Um, he ends up passing away. He was going, he was supposed to be in the documentary and I'm really disappointed that he wasn't in the documentary, but I believe it was the jail warden said mm. that they weren't, uh, he wasn't allowing him to do the interview for the documentary, which would have been interesting to see if he could have actually answered some questions and things like that, because the boys are obviously very upset. They end up going to Lou's house. It's all kind of like down to the studs. The IRS took all the stuff away. They kind of, um, don't really have any closure. Some of the boys didn't even go in to Lou's house. Um, so Brian ended up going in, but then was like, once he reached like some one of the top floor, he's like, yeah, I can't stay in here anymore. And then he left. Yeah. And then he was like saying how, um, how can you be hurt, but still feel sorry kind of thing. 
because he feels bad, but also like Which makes he's sense. hurt. Like Lou is a bad yeah. guy, but without him, they wouldn't be there, right? So it's kind of like we've talked about this a bunch of times, but it's true for sure. Yeah. Um, so and we're then, getting pretty yeah. close to the one. Um, like there's okay. Do you want me to just go into quickly everything? So not wrap up, but then more. Yeah, more, more, okay. more quick, I guess. With the, okay, like, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Okay, and then, so we talked about the $27 million that they bought him out with, and then um, they showed Millennium release day at TRL, 24 million copies, 24 million copies sold worldwide, 1.1 million in a week, biggest tour ever at that time, yeah. Um, the teenage girl can change their mind pretty quickly, um, so they struck while the iron was hot, and that's why they made black and blue right away. Um, Kevin wishes they didn't do it right away, wishes that they waited um, a little bit longer, Kevin took a little bit. For everything. If it was not the same time, I feel like things would never get done. Like uh, the Christmas True. album. That yes, yes. We don't know for a fact that was all Kevin's fault, but I'm just going to blame Kevin because Kevin takes a million years to make any sort of decision. This Love is you, fair. Yes, yes, that's true. And then um, it cut to Brian saying, like, he had open heart surgery in 98, but they didn't even stop for that. So, like, his health didn't really matter. Um, it was more like, got to make money. They're a cash cow. Let's keep going, basically. Um, and then they did the around the world trip in 100, 100 hours. It was like a brilliant promotion because they went to like different places. Um, and then. Well, yes and then they sold like a hundred million um for a certain amount of shows they did um which was like huge for boy bands at that time um and then 94 to 2002 they toured like nine years straight and then at that time they were done they were like completely yeah. burnt out exactly. they're like they're done yeah um and then it cut to boys are bowling bonding and then there was like this weird story that uh, with AJ and his best friend Chris. Chris had puked in a cup and he drank it. I'm like, AJ, you need to share that information. Um, <laughs> uh, and then it, it was like, AJ wanted to be the bad boy so badly. This is how he's saying this. Um, not realizing that he's in a boy band. Um, he he was Johnny No Name. He's in concerts. He was drinking. That was like the first time ever that he drank on stage. And then was that around the time when Kevin broke down the door. Yes, because he got drunk, alcoholic kind of thing. Yes. Um, oh, he was in a coke coma. That's why. And um, in Boston, they were gonna go to a baseball game, but he didn't want Ada didn't want to go because he had to obviously. He was in withdrawal, so he's like, I can't go. I need to sleep. And then um, Kevin, like, broke it down. And he's like, good thing it was double-bolted the other one because if I got the other door, I would have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yep. Um, and then AJ was like, I appreciate that Kevin did that for me because that helped me go into – helped me decide go into, to go into rehab. I don't know why the boys didn't just go to the thing without AJ, though. I guess. that's not going to the baseball thing, right? Yeah, maybe because they want to support him and they didn't feel like it was the right thing to do to go just the four of them. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, yeah, so that's, I have more, but I feel like that's a lot. And we're already an hour. We're missing a really major moment in the movie, though. Okay, so you want me to keep going? That part around the table when they're deciding. Okay, yes. Okay. Uh, back to okay. Back to rehearsal. They have like the dancing. They're practicing. Uh, it wasn't the same without Kevin. Glad to have him back. Um, the big obstacle now is Brian's voice. Uh, they're losing time at rehearsals. Uh, Brian t- is telling it like it is. He doesn't like the soldier song that they have. Um, they keep. Uh, <laughs> So this is when they're in the big boardroom, right? Yes. Brian's like, even if you change it, I will not like it. <laughs> and then Howie's like, I understand what you're saying about the chorus, but I still like the song. Um, and then Nick's like, I don't feel comfortable changing the lyrics in the chorus of the song. We need to keep the song in the, in the album. And then that's when it explodes. And then they they yell at each other, and someone says they just want their best. There's like, like they're like, he's like, um, don't fucking talk to me like that. And then there's like a lot of swearing. And then the background Kevin's like laughing. At that point, at first too, I was laughing in the in the theater. I was like, oh shit. Um, I don't know. For some reason, it was kind of funny in the beginning, um, but then like. Nick's like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And then Brian's like, you were afraid of me? Why? And then Nick was like, um, I've heard your point. point. And then Brian's like, and we see your point. <laughs> At that point, it was kind of funny. I was like, okay, there's lots of points yeah. going on here. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin's like, there seems to be a lot of like baggage in the 20 years that's coming out now. Um, and there's like Brian and Nick competition of singing leads because before obviously like the producers were the ones who were like choosing which boy sang what part of the song um, and because Brian has had a hard time with the voice um, nobody talked about it so they're like what are we gonna do and then at one point um, Nick's like um, what are we gonna say because we can't we can't sing the song anymore? And he's like, yeah, because now I can't do your job for you anymore. Sing it to Nick, and I was like, okay, I don't know if you should be like throwing stones like that, but okay. Um, yeah, and I just kept going on and on about it. Um, and like Nick was upset. He really was passionate about this song being on the album. And then in the end, obviously, it became on the album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and then Kevin was trying to be like the peacemaker. Um, and at one point, Kevin's like, sit down, be respectful. And he's like, how about you just be respectful and let me stand. Yeah. And then, yeah, and they're like, oh, we're trying to be supportive of you. Like, we want you to be supportive. Uh, we want you to go to therapy, do what you got to do to get it right. Um, like, we can stop all of this. And, and Brian's like, no, like... You know, I did it for all of you, but now it's time to do it for me. I want to get better for me. And then that's when Nick's like, um, I need, we need our Michael Jordan back. I'm Scotty Pippen. And it's like yeah. five, basically five starting players. And it can happen again where we're this like awesome singing group again. Yes. Yes. 
and then they go to Nick's school, I guess. Uh, yes, and they go to Tampa. They visit uh, Nick's neighborhood. He's talking about um, the House of Fear. They had guns in there. He made sure to tell us that um, when they were shooting, they weren't shooting at each other. Um, there were lo- lots of arguing in the house. He had guns? Sorry, his whole, his family had guns? <laughs> yeah, apparently there was like guns in the house, but they were shooting, but they weren't shooting at each other. That makes so much more sense for Aaron now. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Did he say that he was with a bad crowd, and if he hadn't joined the Backstreet Boys, he would have ended up dead, essentially. It was kind of yes. Thing. because his friends were like doing drugs so if he went down that road he would do the same which in the end he kind of did still do drugs in the back well, not, not to that extent yes yes um and then they went to the miles elementary school uh watching nick's performance so they had like the chair set up to watch like how he sang um in the performance in the play that he did and then this is when like he got like a gift from the teacher, the dance teacher. I believe it was the CD of his performance in a box. I Let's think that's what it was, probably, or some, or probably a DVD or something like that. And then, and then he just like started bawling, like I don't know why I'm crying. Um, and we were like, we don't know why either. Like it just seemed <laughs> like a weird thing for him to be crying at that point. Like, yeah, it was just like strange. Like I get it. Like you're emotional. You you get this like nice gift from a teacher that like supported you and like yeah, helped you grow. Sure. So that's uh, sure meaningful to you. Probably didn't have a lot of adult support, right? Because yeah, messed and things like that, right? So so it was like very meaningful to him. So like I get it, but also like I don't know why it all of a sudden got like uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, Kevin was crying too, because, like, we said, when somebody cries, you cry as well. It's hard. Yeah. And then they were hugging each other, and then they're like, there's too much emotion here. Let's roll. And then they left in the van. Uh, And then Montage plays. Madeline um, is playing 20th anniversary tour 2013. The con- some of the concert tours playing again. AJ says they're just a five bunch of dorks singing and dancing. More concert f- footage. And then um, they're rock climbing and they're like, why did we start this? Why did we end up doing this? This is like a bonding experience. That's why you can do it. And they're like pushing their, pushing their like from on, they're touching their asses. So you can give them a little boost up the, I'm like, hey, whatever helps your bonding experience. So it kind of tied the movie beginning to end with their climb yes. up this mountain. So. Yes, exactly. And then they're taking pictures at the top, um, and then the credits are rolling, and then that's when we see all the concert footage, our, like, our signs. Yes, and then we're there. Yes, and then in loving memory of Q, and then it ended. Yeah, so that is up to date. <laughs> Good movie. Um, I know Diane has to leave soon. I, I have to leave, yes. In yes. So okay, that was done. Wonderful. That was good. So, you guys, so we saw the document. So, we, we flew to L- Hollywood. So, we flew to LA. Um, I'm going to share a quick thing of some of the pictures. So, if you're here watching us, you can see it. So, it was for Diane Sophia's pre 30th birthday. We were there January 28th, February 1st. Um, so, we had made shirts. Kleenex, there's us at the airport. We barely made the plane. We almost <laughs> didn't make it. And yep. we were wanting them to, they were going to do an after party. So we're like, hey, let us know if there's an after party. We're literally on our way. And then while we were flying, they announced the after party. Um, and then um, 
while we were getting ready, uh, here's what <laughs> Sophia was going to wear to the after party. Then yes. they canceled the after party like a few minutes, like a few hours before the thing. So Sophia's like, no problem. I have my second outfit. <laughs> yes. We were ready to go. We were prepared for both. So we were prepared for both. We had the casual outfit. I don't know why this is not. Uh, and then we had like our Backstreet Boys pants. These are this is at the movie premiere. We were there. Diane met an interesting person in line because people like to uh, talk to Diane in line. Uh, this is Eric from O Town, just like there. And that's the infamous story where Diane's like, "Let's go sit at our seats because this thing is about to start." And I'm like, "What if somebody famous comes?" And she's like. No one famous is coming. The Backstreet Boys are there. We we're also really annoyed because Eddie was there as well. And we're mm -hmm. like, they had a whole backdrop and stuff. We're like, why can't they just do a VIP, like charge us to take pictures? Nothing. So we didn't. So we flew all this way and didn't see them. Uh, we did see Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees, but it's kind of dark. You can't really tell. Uh, then, uh, so that's where I was waving to Eric. Cause Diane's like, there's no one here. What are you talking about? And I go, that's, and then Sophia goes, oh, yes, I go, isn't that? And then I come in and get on the full sentence. And then she's just like, it is, it is, it is, And then she waves and points. across the lobby, waving like a nutcase with my finger out. I stopped when I hit the glass. <laughs> and then Eric is signing in outside, like the celebrity thing. And then like looks up and looks confused. And then like looks at, and is like, me? And we're like, yeah. And I'm like, and he's like, okay. So anyways. <laughs> So then while we're waiting for, so Diane's like had her seat. Diane so really, really has to leave. So they will continue yes. this. Diane Thank tells you. Goodbye. What? No final thoughts. Everything is amazing. Okay. Right. Enjoy. Thank you, Diane. Enjoy. All right. So okay. anyway, now that we're here, we can just continue. So then here okay. is uh, Sophia and myself with Eric from O-Town. And I don't think you like remembered your point or anything, so that's good too because you never know. And it yeah, was so kind of dark, right? Made her way into the thing, and she was just like, "What's going on?" Like, so then we're like, "Holy shit, Eric's there!" I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm going." Because Diane's like, "We need to go because people are sitting at these chairs. Like, we need to like." So she had yeah. her coat, but she's like, "I don't trust people." So anyway, so then I was like, "Oh my god, Eric's walking in!" So then I went up and we took pictures, and we're like, "Do you want to take pictures?" And Diane's like, "No, I don't care." Also, we need to save our seats, so we're just like, "Whatever." So then, then obviously, I'm like, "Yes, I would like to take a picture." So then, while we were in, we're like, "Well, we're getting a picture with somebody. Like, some somebody yes. is going to be here." So we're like, "Eric from O Town, it's excellent." So then, because um, we're so like, then, "We need to get our money's worth like, somehow, right?" Exactly. <laughs> so then some people are like, "Who is that?" We're like, "Oh, it's Eric from O Town," and they're like. Ooh, and then some people, then it kind of started a line. Yes, it did start a line. Um, so here's some other pictures of things. We went to a beach. We went to, um, was it Malibu? Yes, remember. Malibu. Yes, yeah, so. Um, or was it Malibu? The pier. What, Monte, 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 no, something uh, pier. Santa Monica pier? No. Yeah, Santa Monica, Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere. It was about a 45-minute drive. Yes. Uh, Sophia got a picture with uh, Kevin's wife, Kristen. So that was nice. Uh, yes. yes, we were saying we're from Canada. Yes, we said that we're from Canada, and he, she's like, "Thank you so much for coming." The boys really appreciate their Canadian fans. And then we gave her some Kleenex because we figured, well, you know, because we had a whole bunch. That was just what we were doing, which is handing out Kleenex. That's right. 
Q's wife Angela came in and we're like, ah, here's some Kleenex. And I'm like, oh, in retrospect, probably a bad idea. But yeah, sorry. So I um, just do, I don't think about these things. I just hand these things out. You just hand them out. So, anyways, we were, you can't see it in this picture. You can't see them at all. But this was Jeff Timmons and his buddy who was wearing a cowboy hat. So, I thought he was just some sort of country singer or something. Um, but then we ran into them again afterwards and we're just like, oh, we don't know. We're like, hey, Jeff, can we get some more pictures? So Sophia and I got some pictures outside because they, they were literally just hanging out in front, um, mm. giving out business cards um, for, for their show, right? Yes. So, yeah. So uh, this gentleman is not a country singer. He is a stripper from Men of the Strip. He was not wearing underwear. And why do I know that? Because he made me grab his ass. And I could mm. there was no underwear. It was incredibly awkward, but also hilarious. More hilarious is that Diane wanted absolutely nothing to do with this. It was yes. as far away as possible, which was <laughs> amazing. Um, so, yeah, so Diane was high. And then they actually actually said, like, hey, are you guys want to hang out later or something? And we didn't go. Because mm. like, this guy's a weirdo creep, and we're not going. But, like, but, but then I was like, "It's Jeff Timmons. I don't think he, he would do anything people. wrong." And yeah, like, they were just looking for people. People had dispersed after because there was supposed to be this after party at this other place, and then it ended up just getting canceled, which was really annoying. Yeah. Um. So some other ship stuff we did. We went to the Warner Butter Bro- Warner Brothers Studio tour. So there's like a whole bunch of Batman stuff. Uh, I believe at that time it was like 25 or 50 year anniversary of Batman. And then they had the exhibits. Yeah. A bunch of cool things there. Uh, And I loved it because I love Batman. I love like superhero movies. So I was like, oh, this is my thing, right? And then I think downstairs was Harry Potter, right? And Sophia knew nothing about it. I was like, oh, I've never seen a Harry Potter in my life. And then we went to this guy who had was like doing something where he put the hat over. Yeah. So he put the hat over top of your head while you were sitting down. And then I was first and he was like, oh, you're Gryffindor. And I was like, oh, that's cool thing. And then, and then apparently that's the best one that you can have. And the girls were like, oh my God, how did you get that one? Yeah. It was pretty funny. She was just super. Cool. I was like, I have no idea who that is, but okay, cool. Really and then. And oh, then and you guys they had the friends area. Yes, and the friend was awesome too. Oh, I thought we had a picture on the couch. Maybe we did. Maybe it's somewhere else. I feel like these are kind of out of order. These pictures. Yeah. Um, we also took pictures with the uh, Backstreet Boys star. Um, yes. Hard to see because of the angle. I think also um, the sun was shining on that as well. Yeah, so then there's us at the start. Yay! Outside the Live Nation building, I believe. Yes. And uh, we also got New Kids on the Block. This was before NSYNC had their star, so they didn't have their star yet. Um, or else I'll Because it was Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block, Boys to Men in that area, I believe. Yes, for sure. So there's some more um, Warner Brothers stuff, all of the cool Batmobiles and things yes. like that. And then we went to see the Hollywood sign. Um, we went, yeah, we would be. <laughs> so while we were at the um, this the squares, the Hollywood Square thing, Walk of Fame, this like limoy guy came up. He's like, "Oh, you want to go on a tour of the whole, the things?" And we're like, "Okay, sure." But we had to be. 
Uh, we were actually going to a recording of something. I can't remember what show. Uh, was it the date show or was it? Yeah, I think it was a late night show. It was but late it, night show. They do it in daytime. Yes. So we're like, oh, we have hours to kill. And Possibly we Jimmy like, Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I don't think it was Fallon. Um, yeah, it might have been Kimmel, like, yeah. The big car and it didn't have a roof. And we're like, haha. So we like go up to the Hollywood sign and he's always like, only don't have the Coke, only have the Pepsi. Because he was telling us about all these celebrities that have died of cocaine overdoses. And stuff. Yes. He was a strange man. But then it started but, raining halfway to, through it. And he's so like, then in the end, it kind of better that he wished that there was a hood. because. Yes. And then we were yes. like, now soaked. And we went to go see like Michael Jackson's house and stuff like that. So, but then we didn't, then we had to go back and drop like, so hypothetically the drive was not far, but the traffic in LA sucks. It's yes. really bad. So by the time we got back to the hotel, change into dry clothes, booted it over to the thing. We could not figure out how to get inside the studio because it was on this gigantic block. So we were running around like crazy people finally made it but it was like 10 minutes past so we didn't actually get to um do that which was annoying but yeah because uh, they said that we already have enough people in there yeah so we're like well that sucks so that it was near where the grove is so we went there the grove is not as exciting as people think it is there was a trolley yeah i think like I once you see good. things on tv you're like oh this is great and then when you go there in person you build it up so much that you're like oh okay it's not as great as we thought so true so yeah so then uh so yeah so the santa monica pier we had gone to that um i don't know why there's a bunch of extra pictures here anyway so that was kind of our trip we had fun we made the best of it even though the boys didn't do much like they just did the movie so we made the best of it to like have a good trip for our 30th and at least we got to see two boy bands yes jeff timmons from 98 degrees eric michael estrada from o-town so we got pictures with boy banders so that's better than nothing Um, exactly i was disappointed i thought lance bass was going to be there because i'm like he lives in la like he'll come but he didn't so um but yeah no it was good actually you know what i realized i didn't put that picture of them all at the front this is a very blurry picture of the boys so after the movie was done um they went to the front of the stage to kind of like thank everyone for being there and kind of chat for a little bit and pose for some pictures that not you could not take pictures with them but of of them so (laughs) so yeah so that was kind of so this is as close as we got to the boys so yeah kind of annoying that we flew all that way but you know i it's a lot of fun so, in hindsight, at least we added other things to do, like TMZ tour, the WB tour, yes, friends. Right. Yeah. Yes. So we did a TMZ tour. We also didn't run into any celebrities there, but it's kind of that was kind of fun. Um, at the time, I didn't really watch. Was it like one of the actual people who was our tour guide? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I feel like we're just missing a heck of a lot of pictures here. So I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't remember. They might have been like a little, but I don't remember. Because I didn't watch it that much of TMZ. I watched a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, anyways, it was a super short, I think it was what, three days, four days. Yeah, I think it was like four days or something. Yeah. It was just like a, was it a long weekend? Or did we just take a day off? I think. Something. I think it was a long weekend, and I think we just took 
Yeah. Maybe so, one of the days off, possibly. So yeah, so we kind of yeah, so that was a it was a fun bonding trip. We did we um yeah we definitely got to see a bunch of things. Um, yeah. We rented a very tiny car. We stayed at this hotel. So this is the thing that I do the hot wire secret hotels, right? Which so is I, fun. I like them. And I love them. Diane hates them. She hates being like not knowing where she's going or like whatever. But you can pick like the star level and stuff like that. Um, so we had picked, I had put in for three people and it was like X amount of dollars. But I'm like, listen. Every hotel has two double beds at least or two queen beds. I'm just going to put in for two two people because it'll be cheaper. So I did this and this hotel popped up that we had not seen before. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So I booked that one. And then afterwards I realized that hotel only has king size beds. Each room mm. only has no double beds anywhere in this hotel. So we had to share this like king size bed, which is fine. You can fit three people in it. Um, but yeah, I needed to be on the side where I was near the air conditioning, and Sophia needed to be on the side where the, you plug in your phone. Because I didn't charge my phone because it's always dying. Sorry, your phone is dying. No, no, I'm just saying like I needed to be by the uh, plug because my phone is always dying, and yes. I need to charge my phone, so that's why. And this so then set up really weak. First of all, the the it was a very old hotel, like old Hollywood hotel. Yes where it had like, it was nice. It was a nice hotel, but it was definitely old. Like the elevator, you had to open a, like a door and pull a gate and get in and to go up. Like it was- Is there a show called Hollywood Horrors or something like that? Probably. Something like that. Like where like- um, It's near, I feel like it was near Paramount, but I could be wrong. It was near one of the studios that we didn't having time to tour them because it didn't really work. But um worked out timing wise but anyway so the room was kind of like whatever but the bathroom was like elevated a little bit there was like this little tiny like ramp up to this bathroom and um diane takes a lot of time with her skincare routine and things like that so sophia and i had claimed like either side of the bed and we were like on our phones doing stuff diane comes out of the bathroom which is kind of like elevated in the beds here and was all like, uh, hello, and we're just not paying attention. Okay. So then she just like takes like, this like flying leap onto the bed. And we just see her in midair. We're like, ah! <laughs> She's like, you, we're moving to let me in. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. <laughs> hilarious. A good like, time. Not with you guys. We're like, okay. So yeah, no, um, we had this tiny little car, which we mm. kind of around and literally the gas only costs $15 to fill it up and oh like, my god it was so cheap like why is this so cheap um yeah so there was yeah it was pretty cool we did some tours and things so yeah yeah definitely would like to go for longer I would say if we go to LA like we went to the beach but we only we didn't stay for the full day we only stayed for like a little bit like we just like there was a lot of little things so I've been to LA twice now I guess three it- times not the airport which is venice beach in la i don't know maybe if there, if it is that's a nice area to go to too yeah so definitely would like to check it out again but it was good um lydia did get to see this movie with kenny they ended up going toronto had their own little screening obviously the boys were not there because they were in vegas not vegas la is what i've been talking about hollywood um so we saw it at the theater, and then we went again the next day. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. so, oh, we also went to Pink's. I don't know. Yes. So Pink's the is Pink, like, yes. 
old timey like hot dog place. And everyone's like, oh, you got to go to Pink's. You got to go to Pink's. So we were like, okay. So we ended up going. And I swear to God, we waited at least an hour, probably two. I think at least two. two or yeah. Maybe two hours to get these stupid ass hot dogs, which were nice. They were good, but they weren't. They were like, delicious. They were, yeah. They, were, they, were, they tasted good. But I was just like, yeah. this is not let's wait in line for hours for these hot dogs. But we're like, took pictures and shit. So then we're like, oh, what should we do? We're like, oh, you know what? Let's go to this, like, there's a mall. Let's go to this mall in the movie theater because the because the movie had also been released in theaters there. So we're like, you know, let's yes. go see the movie again. So we end up going. Uh, this is and like, we were? We, this was the day after the premiere. Yeah. Because it wasn't because the premiere was ending. Yes. So we end up going. We look in this mall. What do we see on the second floor? Pinks. So pinks and no line at all. We're like, this is the same food. And we should have went there. Yeah. We're like, we could have saved hours of our lives, but not wait. Like, I know we went to the original location. So like it had that history, which for some reason I don't know why the pictures are not here, but we definitely took pictures. Yes. Um, but yeah. So I think that's how we justified it. We're like, okay, well, it's the original. Um, they had like some celebrity pictures inside. Yeah, and they did, and they had like pictures, pictures of people with the hot dogs and stuff like that. So, um, so anyway, so we're like, oh, whatever. So we go to go watch this movie, but because we had been go 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 for like so long, because I was like, before I got before I leave for a trip, I'm like stressed out with work and trying to get all this stuff ahead of time. Also, um, I fell asleep in the theater. So I don't, and then I'm snoring and I missed half of the documentary and Sophia and Diane are like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and then I was just like, well, I, saw, I was awake the first time I saw it, but it was a very comfortable sleep. They're like, you were like, and I was just coming in and out. And like, like you would, you would say something and then be like sleeping. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you would like stop like, like moment or cracking a joke about something that would happen and then I would fall asleep again. And then I would- And then like, again. we couldn't even like react to what you were saying because you would fall asleep. It was funny. It was hilarious. I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever floats your boat. You're having a good time. What the hell, God? I'm like, what? I I stayed awake the first time. It's good. You know, comfortable seats in theaters, you know. You pay your money. You can sleep. Whatever. My money. I can sleep. So, yeah. So, that was kind of the thing. So, yeah. So, that was funny. I'm trying to think if we did anything else here in LA. No, I think that's it. Like, TMZ, the tours. Because we were only there for four days, right? So, like, it took up, like, the Backstreet Boys event took up, and then we went to, like, the Friends and the WB Tour. Honestly, if you go to LA, the Warner Brothers Studio Tour is a lot of fun. The first yeah. time, I, and I had done it before with, uh, who did I go with to LA with? My brother. Um, and they had, like, a lot of the Gilmore Girls, and I hadn't watched the Gilmore Girls at that time. So it meant nothing to me. So when I went back with these girls, that's when they had like the friends stuff. And so I'm like, all right, cool. This is like, yes. More and we also went to see Pretty Little Liars because at that time it was very popular. Yes. And you, they used the same set as Gilmore Girls set. Yes. As Gilmore Girls. And I was like, yes. oh, I've seen neither of these, but I've seen the set twice. So there you go. <laughs> but uh, for me, I, we, I watched Gilmore Girls. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then they were like, oh, this is the Pretty Little Liars set. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. Because I didn't really watch Pretty Little Liars at the time. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I was more interested that it was Gilmore Girls set. <laughs> And wasn't Friends also filmed in LA? Is that what? Am I yes, because they were saying some part of that tour they filmed on those sets. They're like, this is like the grass that showed like the park that they were at or whatever when yeah. they played football that one time. And I was like, yes, 
because you just assume yeah. that was shot in New York, but obviously that makes yes. sense. Yes. Yeah. So that was cool. I, I really like the behind the scenes like stuff. Yeah. So it's always fun to like do one of those. So we definitely suggest that one. It kind of a bummer that we didn't get a chance to see any of the recordings of things because mm-hmm. they usually just record shows like Monday to Thursday. And yeah. so there's not a lot of like time for stuff to happen, which is annoying. But if you can, yeah. there's definitely, if you're there, there's lots of free um, shows you can sit and watch and stuff like that or be in the audience of. Um, and I recall when we came back, so I didn't bring my winter coat and I didn't bring my boots. Cause I'm like, I'm going to LA. It's hot there. We don't need this. And my mom was going to be picking us up from the airport. So I left my boots in the car. So I was like, okay, cool. When I come back, fine. So I come back and I'm wearing flip-flops, whatever. Um, yeah. So it was snowing and there was like a blizzard and it was Super Bowl Sunday when we came back. I recall. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so we dropped it. Did we drop you off? I can't remember. Yes, you dropped me off first, and then you guys yes. went. And then we went, whatever. Did Diane's mom pick her up? I'm trying to remember how that even worked. Uh, I think maybe we she had the car at your house, no? No, because we went to... I feel like we dropped you off because you were the furthest away, and then dropped Diane off, and then whatever. So anyway, so we're coming back. So, But my mom's friend Vicky had picked us up. Yes. So we were like squished in the car with all of our stuff and whatever. And then we get to Hamilton because Vicky was coming over to watch the Super Bowl. So we get to Sobeys and they're like, okay, we're going to go inside and get snacks. And I'm like, okay. So then I decide I'm going to like run through the parking lot and it's like snow and ice. And I'm just like, oh, oh. and I'm like, what? Running through like puddles of like, and then I get into Sobeys and like my feet were like blocks of ice. It was horrible. But yes, so because it was January 30th or February 1st February when we came back. When we came back, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that was so, fun. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, all in all, super fun trip. Definitely would do yeah. it again. Uh, looking yeah. forward to trips happening this summer. Yes, finally! Oh my gosh! So we can road trip again. Thank God. Yes. Um, and yeah, so I think the, I guess the main. Well, I guess it's not really a road trip. The main first concert we're going to is the Backstreet Boys on July first um, in Toronto at the i believe it's called the budweiser stage now yes budweiser stage uh hoping to go to the july so that's canada day so that's the friday hoping to go to the one on the second um don't currently have tickets for it yet hoping the pit prices will go down I don't yes know it's gonna happen but you never know um so hopefully and then darian lake on the third Sunday, July 3rd is Darien Lake. So we do have tickets for that in the pit as well. So if you see us at either of those, come say hi. Um, and right now we're possibly thinking of buying tickets for Big Time Rush. I haven't really decided yet. Uh, yes. and that would be on the 4th. So that would be a whole weekend, long weekend of concerts there. Well, um, I have a bad day off, so we could. There you go. Um, and our actual actual road trip the group of us are going on is in august the first saturday i believe in august yes august 6th august 6th we are going to xenia ohio to see o-town um lfo and then jeff timmons from 98 degrees and chris kirkpatrick from that'll be a super fun show it's like one of the pop 2k tour um we're going to be in the front section which surprisingly has seats that's confusing to me uh that section is now sold out but 
they have lots of general admission tickets available. So, yes, yeah, so well, that'll be exciting. Our first real road trip in yes, how long. a concert of fun for the summer or so, summer of concerts, I should say. Summer of concerts, baby. So let's hope, and hopefully, maybe New Kids on the Block as well. Yeah, uh, Toronto is mostly sold out, but there's also a Buffalo show. So, you know what? Fingers crossed that we can see some boy bands, have some yes, you guys, and have some content for our uh, podcast. So again, uh, any ideas of things you want to want us to talk about, albums you want to review, anything like that, please let us know. Boybandbreak at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our social medias at boybandbreak. So yeah, cool. Very excited for the future. Woo! Finally, some fun things ahead. Well, on that cue, I think it's time to say goodbye. Until next time. Thanks for listening.